0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. So who was given for you? Let's look, First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. You were bought at a price. All our rights are gone. Got quiet there now. Don't worry, it's God who you've relinquished your rights to, not Anthony Fauci. You were bought at a price. You were bought. Romans chapter 6, verse 21 says that you are a love slave to God. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Honor God with what you do. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live, have life through him. So who was given for us is Jesus. 1 John chapter four, verse 10. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the sacrifice for our sins. So Jesus was given for you, So who was given to you? From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. For everyone who has been entrusted with much, much more will be demanded of him. Much more, much more, much more. Jesus was given for you, so who was given to you? We don't ignore one over the other. That's the problem in the modern church. The problem in the modern church is the focus upon, the sole focus, there needs to be equal focus, but the sole focus on who was given for you to buy you. Think about how valuable that makes you. That God clothed his son in flesh. Jesus never needed to die. Here's how it works. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John chapter 1, verse 1. Jesus has always been, but God so wanted to buy you, you personally, not even us. He wanted to buy you, so he clothed his son. He encased his son in carnal flesh, sent him, to, sent him down to earth, had him born of a virgin, Raised as a human being, ends up dying on the cross for you and me, the righteous, spotless son of God, because you and I aren't spotless, we needed a spotless lamb to die for us, died on the cross, went to hell for us, grabbed the keys while he was down there, so you never have to go. No human being is designed for hell. God made sure that you were spared if you want it. You have to decide, narrow is the way. Few choose it, but you will have to decide. But God paid the price. Jesus went down, grabbed the keys of death, hell, and the grave, raised to life for yours and my justification so that everybody knows that a Christian is for real because we're the only ones with a Savior that was raised from the dead. Everybody else is rotting in a grave. That's who was given for you. And what was given for you opens up the doors to who was given to you. But sadly, in the modern church, the sole focus is on who was given for you. So you end up with, I got saved 30 years ago, and now what? There's absolutely no focus on the Holy Spirit who was given to you. No focus at all. That's why you see such a beleaguered and weak church because all they are is a bunch of monument worshipers from the day that they got saved many years ago. It is the spirit who gives life. John chapter six, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So now, once you've received Jesus, you have to go the full way, or you're going to run out of life. You're not going to know anything either. I'll show you that in a minute. So Jesus was given for you. The Holy Spirit was given to you. Where is this found? In the prelude to 1 Corinthians 6.20, found in 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It doesn't matter what your body looks like. If you're saved, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why much is demanded of you. Think about who is it that you are encasing? And you cave to a virus with a 99.9% post-infection survival rate and close your church? When you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that's why Paul writes it. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. That's why much is demanded of you. It's because of the one who's living on the inside of you. It's all founded in who was given to you. Now what was given to you? I already said who. Now what was given to you through who was given to you? What is given to you? You hear it all the time around here. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. You've been given all things. All things. You've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. All things, every spiritual blessing... Matthew 16, 19, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. If you're given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, that's the whole verse. What's the church doing? It's a non biblical Christianity, which makes it heresy. If you're not living in this, or you put out the standard verbiage of, oh, I believe the Bible, but you have to use wisdom. I, don't, don't answer out loud, but how many of you have ever said that? Well, I believe these things. But, you know, you have to use wisdom. You have to use wisdom like this. Don't, go to the, don't drive out to the Grand Canyon. You can be there in about 36 hours. You want to drive out there, drive out there, and then go jump off a cliff? I trust in you, Lord. That's testing God. That's it, that's covered in the Bible, too. Everything is. That's Matthew chapter 4, verse 7. But all the promises of God you're supposed to stand in. If it's sickness, Psalm 103.3 says that all your sins are forgiven and all your your diseases are healed. All your sicknesses are healed. Matthew 16.19 says whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loose. So what are we doing? Why would a church ever close? All these promises, the what we have is summed up in the who we have which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus was given to by you. The Holy Spirit was given to you as a prize, as a gift. It is the prize of salvation. He is the prize of salvation. He has been given to you. Jesus was given for you. I said this in the first service. We had a lady leave this church over what I said, how how I divided up the Holy Spirit versus Jesus, as if I was insulting Jesus. Jesus was encased in flesh. He chose not to be omnipresent. Name the scriptures where he was omnipresent. He, Jesus said in John chapter 16, verses 7 and 8, It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That's the Holy Spirit's job. It's not Jesus. Jesus was given to buy you, for you. The Holy Spirit is your reward of your salvation. It's not heaven. For those of you that are waiting on heaven, you got a long life ahead of you. That's not the design of Christianity. It's not the design of Christianity to get saved and then wait for heaven. Jesus said he came to give you life and life to full abundance. And life is where? It is the Spirit who gives it. So if you're not engaged with the Holy Spirit, look at me now, that's what's wrong. If you're wondering what's wrong, if you're wondering why is it that I stand here like a bump on a log during worship, like what did I walk into this morning, this is what you need to hear. God made sure you were here this morning. You'll decide whether you stay or not. God's probably telling you to stay. If you stand around like a bump on a log during worship, you're not engaged with the Holy Spirit. He's not going to tell you to stand there and do nothing while the name of Jesus is exalted, exalted, while his own name is being exalted, or while the Father's name is being exalted. Holy Spirit's not going to tell you to stand there. Well, I'm a solemn person. That's not the Bible. I'll always tell you that whatever, whatever slogan you may hear, I will point out to you that it's not the Bible. Mom ain't happy, the whole house ain't happy. That's not the Bible. Takes the village, that's not the Bible. You got to use wisdom, that's not the Bible. That's not the word. Well, Tom, I believe all that, but you know, you got you know, you to tone it down. You gotta, no, you don't. For the word of God's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Christianity is supposed to be sharp, discerning, piercing, not a dull blade, not a rounded corner. What has been given to you comes through who was given to you. All things through the Holy Spirit. Every spiritual blessing through the Holy Spirit. The keys of the kingdom of heaven through the Holy Spirit. But who was given to us is ignored in all the attention, if it is in reality given to him. It's kind of a false Jesus these days. But who was given to us? is forsaken and all the attention is put on who is given for us. But here's the thing, until Jesus comes back, look at me now, until Jesus comes back, your salvation is etched in stone and done. Salvation's done. Jesus will come back, but right now Jesus is not here. I know that stuns people. A lot of Christians live for the opportunity that maybe someday Jesus will manifest at the foot of my bed like the stories they heard back in the days of yore. Jesus came and, well, you know, in my sleep and appeared before me as a bright, shining light. Jesus is gone. How can you say that, Tom? Because it's the Bible. My faith is not founded on slogans or ideologies. Faith should come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, right? Your faith should be the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Your faith's in Jesus. Therefore, faith is the word of God. Jesus is gone. Revelation chapter three, verse 21. He sits at the right hand of the throne of God. That's where he's at right now at this moment until he comes back. The one that is here is the Holy Spirit. The one that's actually on earth is ignored. For the one who's not here, it's not belittling to Jesus. Jesus did His job, ascended to the right hand of the throne of God. Will come back in glory, take us all to heaven. That's His job. But the Holy Spirit's here now and is totally ignored. Well, you know, I got saved thirty years ago. That's your testimony. Where's the miracles? Who who have you led to the Lord? Where's the power? That's why the churches are all closed. Church in Canada, it's gone. It's gone. You have Oregon right now, state of Oregon, they have five counties seceding from the state. They've already voted to do it. It's not even in the process. They've already voted to do it. It'll be whether or not Idaho will take them. Because there is no church in Oregon. Yeah, I just said that. I hope you're watching. There's no church in Oregon. All you Oregon Christians, you either start churches and stand up to that little totalitarian tyrant named Kate Brown or get the heck out of the state. Stand up. You know why they don't? They have no connection with the Holy Spirit. That's why they don't. We'll go deep into that. But a lot of people, and it's exemplified in the book of Acts, in chapter 8, verses 14 through 17, Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7, both of, in both of those scenarios, one dealt with by Paul in Ephesus, one dealt with by Peter and John in Samaria, there were people who were saved that were not filled with the Holy Spirit. Please read it for yourself. Both of them, the Christians stumbled upon them in Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Peter and John were sent to the Samaritans. It actually says this. I'll read it to you. So when the apostles... Who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So you had people who were saved. But did not, I'm not going to say that they were ignoring it. But for the sake of discussion, they had, they were saved. But there was no Holy Spirit. What did they have to do? They laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 16 out of Acts 8 for as of yet, the Holy, the, he, the Holy Spirit had fallen upon none of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of us in this room are scared to yield to the Holy Spirit because he might tear down your denominationalism. He might tear down your self-image. He might tell you that you're wrong. He might tell you that you're right. He might tell you what your position is in Christ. He might tell you that you have authority. There's a lot of Christians who run from authority. Because authority means responsibility. You mean I wasn't supposed to let my aunt die of cancer? That's correct. Get quiet on that one. See? See, I know how to poke a crowd. I know how to agitate. There's a lot. Again, that's that's their own Christianity. Their own justifications for failure. Well, you know, she's healed in heaven. That's not in here. That's not the Bible. That's a failure. Why is everybody afraid of that? Why is everybody afraid to say they failed? Yeah, pride goes before a fall. That's why the church is closed. Same thing happened in Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7. It was Paul this time. He he came upon other Christians. They had been baptized only in the name of John the Baptist. Hint, hint. And no Holy Spirit, hint, hint. Right, right. Funny how they're called Baptists. I'm not joking. I'm dead to the wall serious. People reveal themselves. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's the most popular street in New York? Broadway. For broad is the way. Broad is the way. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They name themselves. In other words, the denomination says, no thank you to the Holy Spirit, that might make us uncomfortable. That might mean, you know what? There's more to Christianity than a Jesus fish Bible cover. There's more to Christianity than cafe lattes at an enabling Bible study let's all kick back and relax who's failing in here i'm failing oh i'm failing too let's hug what's that do nothing and that's why all those churches closed they all closed all the margarita bible study churches they're closed let's all get lit and read the bible that's great yeah you're all going straight to hell yeah but we have the arch, arch church name on us doesn't matter Is your name written in the book of life? It may be written on the attendance rolls at abundant this church or full whatever this church or coast this church. You might might be a member there. That doesn't mean you're going to heaven. You never turned from your sin? You never you never responded to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. How did Jesus handle it when he saw a lack of actual victory? What's actual victory? Right here. Psalm 27, 13. I am still confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the dead. No! In the land of the living. You might as well own earth now because this is where you're going to spend eternity. No, Tom, we're going to be in heaven. No, you're not. You'll only be in heaven for a certain period of time. And then there's a new heaven and a new earth and you'll be here. I've said this before, I'm gonna personally pray that everybody who says they hate Inglewood is back in Inglewood. (laughs) And I can't stand this place, there's nothing, go, why do you live here then? Nobody's keeping you, go move. I wanna say that to the Palestinian protesters right now that are assaulting Jewish people. But I stand with Israel, in case you're wondering, unequivocally, without hesitation. I take sides. Period. I am against the Hamas terrorists. And I just wonder all these Palestinians marching all around. It's funny how they're marching in lockstep with Antifa because it's all the same common spirit, just so you know. And all they're, out, they're out there assaulting Jewish people. I just wonder if Palestine's so freaking great. Why are you not there? Get on back there. Get on back to Palestine. Nobody's going to stop you. If people like me, I'll tell you what. You may not like this, may, but it may offend you. I'll pull funds from the church to buy you one-way tickets to Palestine. I'll fill up an entire 727 you know, those guys marching around streets with Palestinian flags draped around their necks like Superman. Go back to Palestine. I don't see the Jewish people. We never want to talk about truth. Oh, no, don't say that. That's prejudice. You're a racist. Misogyny. I don't see the Jews out there uh, vandalizing property. I don't see them assaulting Palestinians on, on the streets of New York. Don't see it. Don't see the Christians doing it either. Don't see the Christians flying planes in the buildings. Oh, you're a misogynist. Xenophobic. No, I'm not. I'm a truth teller. Sorry you don't like it. But I don't see Christians hijacking planes and flying them into buildings. I don't see Christians lobbing 3,000 missiles into Tel Aviv in Israel. Don't see it. So I will call a spade a spade. It is what it is. You are a terrorist. You are a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, nothing to be afraid of. Oh, no, Tom, 580,000 Americans have died. No, they haven't. About 40,000 Americans have died of COVID. The rest of them died being presumed to have COVID or with COVID. Unless you bound and loosed in this place, just about everybody in here would test positive for COVID. And most of those tests are wrong anyway. If the studies are now starting to emerge, people are becoming less fearful. I'm like, great job, 15 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. But at least you've joined the party now. I mean, all I did was, I'm no scientist or epidemiologist. I pushed around a police car for 25 years. And I knew back in March where this virus came from. All you have to do is read a few things. And now they're all coming. I mean, I appreciate Rand Paul on the, on the Senate floor attacking Anthony Fauci for gain of fun, function research, but that's 14 months in, Senator. Where have you been? Destroyed for lack of knowledge. So how did Jesus handle it when he saw a lack of actual victory? Actual victory means cancer here, cancer gone, or cancer never happening to begin with. That's actual victory. Nobody dying before they're supposed to. That's actual victory. How are you supposed to die? Look at me now. How are you supposed to die? You have two choices according to the Bible. Two. Martyrdom. Or 120. Whoops! That's not what the American Medical Association is. Yeah, they're liars. They're unsaved liars. Why would you go? Why would you listen to the quote unquote experts about anything if they're unsaved? The human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's Joe Biden. That's Kamala Harris. That's many in the Republican Party. That's Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks. That's the WHO. That's the WEF. That's the Great Reset. Why would you listen to them? Why would you ever put a mask on your face because a heathen told you to? Whose heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Why would you ever obey them? I don't know, Tom. I don't know either. I don't. I'm not going to listen to people who are agenda-driven. I'm trying to get to this point, but I'm not getting to it. So how did, he, how did Jesus handle it when he saw a lack of actual victory? What would have been actual victory in the midst of where we're at right now? All the churches stood in one accord and said, nope. But instead, we don't, we don't even have, it's so, it's so weird to see it. I told you I'm not getting to it. It's so weird to see it. You see pastors preaching sermons now, and it literally is like a skunk is in the room, and you're not dealing with it. And everyone just ignore the smell. The smell is, is that we forsook the word of God. And we bought into quote-unquote experts. There's only one way to determine the word word of God, to to determine that you're operating in the voice of the Spirit. And that's with a renewed mind. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. That's the only way to, to know anything is to have a renewed mind. And we're listening to people who aren't even saved. Why? Because they do not have any sort of connection with the sword of the Spirit or the Holy Spirit himself. Actual victory in Jesus. How did he handle it when it did not happen? Mark chapter 9, 17 through 27. A man in the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Verse 18, whenever it seizes him, whenever the demon seizes him, it throws him to the ground, he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Why is this not preached in the church? Why is it that in this church and my two others, this is ever preached? That's why all the churches are closed. Verse 19, you unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. So Jesus replies, your disciples could not cast it out. Well, there's a secret meaning behind it all. That's not in here. Well, we'll understand when we get the glory. Religious, pharisaic, cultist what you are you preach things outside the bible you're a pharisaic cultist that's what you are that's jesus's problem with the pharisees and sadducees they took a law that was pretty pure and profaned it making all their own little stipulations that benefited primarily them making the word of god of none effect through their tradition You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I put up with you? Is how the NIV puts it. How long shall I put up? How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. He's not happy. It's the same thing with the windstorm in Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41. His own disciples waking him up. Teacher, don't you care that we're perishing? So he arose, calmed the wind in the sea, said, be still. And they were all happy. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Why is that not preached in the church? I mean, I want you to think about it. They're in a hurricane. This, this kid is full of the devil. And the church in America closes for a virus with a 0.1% post-infection death rate. Do you know that zero to 50 years of age, COVID is mild in comparison to the flu? Yeah, but everybody dies after 70. That's a lie. After post-70, what's the survival rate? Post-infection. 94.5%, almost 95% survival rate post-infection after 70. With no treatment. Most of them never know they have it either. No, well, Tom, you're missing a gap there. What about 50 and 70? Must be everybody dying there. You have a 0.4 percent chance of dying of COVID. Four tenths of one percent post-infection. They're lying to everybody to usher in the new world order and the mark of the beast. They don't know they're doing it. Where's the church? Those five counties leaving Oregon. Why are they leaving? Why are they leaving? Because Kate Brown came out, the, the COVID tyrannist came out and said, who's also pro-abortion? They're all the same, they're murderers from the beginning. Just like the devil is a murderer from the beginning. The father of lies, his native language is lying. Kate Brown is the same way. Joe Biden's the same way. Kamala Harris is the same way. Wear your mask, social distance, close your churches. Based all on what? An extremely survivable virus. But they use it to pervade their lives, to usher in their own agenda. Why are they leaving in Oregon? Because you can't buy, sell, or trade without proof of vaccination. Whoops, churches. Whoops, churches. Chris Farley, (laughs) whoopsie-daisy. What are you doing? And no churches respond to that in Oregon? Why would you not fly? Why would you not sprint to the altar of repentance when you're starting to see people not be able to buy, sell, or trade without a mark? How many, how many mainstream media people have to say, Man, I, I just wish you know that there was a card that everybody could show that, that, to to prove that they're vaccinated. It said every day, heard by millions, heard by billions every day. And what does the church in America do? They sit there with the skunk in the room and have another sermon series about nothing. They don't even respond. I'm wondering, in all honesty, I wonder how the 40% of this church that left at the beginning of COVID hasn't sprinted back. How do you not go, oh my Lord, I'm wrong? How do you not? When I, when I discover that I'm wrong, you know what I say? Oh my Lord, I'm wrong. In anything in life, if the fruit is starting to stink, you need to start asking yourself, maybe I've been wrong the whole time. Why are you so prideful that you if your kids are starting to go south, You need to start asking yourself, maybe I've been wrong. Nothing wrong with that. I've had many of those moments in my life. Whoopsie-daisy. I was wrong. So they brought him, verse 20. Mark chapter 9, verse 20. So they brought him. The kid filled with the the devil. Demon-possessed. When the Spirit saw Jesus, he immediately threw the boy into convulsion. Did they do that with the disciples? Why? Because of their unbelief. Oh, we can't say that, Tom. That's not, that's not proper preaching. That's the Bible, though. People are going to be shocked on the day of judgment, when they find out they're not even saved. Shocked. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Those are the people who prophesied in his name, did many wonderful works in his name, called him Lord. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, that's only Jesus speaking. Feel free to blow that off if you'd like. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Jesus doesn't even care what the devil's doing. His kids rolling around on the ground foaming. Jesus is having a conversation with the dead. How long has he been like this? This reminds me of law enforcement. I have many discussions like that. It's a major disaster, and you're sitting there having a normal conversation with somebody. You've got to be convoluted to be in law enforcement. <laughs> How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, verse 22. It has, it has often thrown him into fire, or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus answered. If you can. (laughs) In other words, do you know who I am? Guess what? That should be how you talk to people. You've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You are a joint heir with Jesus. Ephesians 1, 3, Romans 8, 16, and 17. Do you not know who I am? I'm not saying it to be prideful and arrogant, but it should be if I can. Everything is possible for one who believes. Verse 24, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, where is this in the church? I do believe, but you have to use wisdom. No, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Why is everybody too prideful to pray that in the church? Because they have no connection with the one who was given to them. Because the one who was given to you will point point you to what he has already heard. Sword of the Spirit, which comes out of Jesus' mouth in Revelation. Verse 25, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Hmm, that sounds familiar too. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. So I want to ask, where is this? See, what's happened is, is everybody who is actually saved only has a connection with the one who was given for them not the one who is given to them as the prize of connecting with the one who was given for them. Where was this in response to COVID or even before COVID? Why is nobody praying these things? Oh, we're just too compassionate for for the Bible. That's the modern church. We're way too compassionate to preach this bad boy. This will hurt people. This will cause people to leave. So, the, so what you should do then is you should go home and make an altar to attendance and burn incense to it. That will be your Ezra pole. That will be your bail. Because what you're doing is you're preaching to have people attend your church. You don't preach that way. You're, Tom, you're like, Tom, that comes easy to you. Yeah, it does. You know why? Because I am never going to preach something that's not the Bible. I'm not going to live that way. I'm scared of God. The, beginning of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I'm going to be judged more strictly according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. No, thank you. None of you will be able to say, Tom did not give us the Bible. None of you are going to be able to file a complaint with Yahweh saying, you know what? The pastor of my church never preached the Bible. Never. You won't be able to say it. So just, where is everybody in response to these verses? I want to get them all together. Mark chapter 9, 17 through 27. Where, 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 is, where is the church with these things? Is anybody casting anything out? No, they do what Anthony Fauci tells them to do. Anybody commanding anything? I know we're doing it here. I'm talking about everybody else. Anybody saying with passion, Lord, I believe, help me, overcome my unbelief. No, what they do is something doesn't happen that they want to happen, and they change their theology. They change their theology from the Bible into their own mindset, their own feelings, their own emotions. It's a way of placating themselves. Well, I certainly feel better now you not maybe you're not supposed to feel better. That's not American. I don't care. You know what? Godly sorrow. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse ten. Godly sorrow leads to repentance and leaves no regret. Is anybody rebuking unbelief? Jesus, remember? If I can. Is anybody rebuking unbelief? Anybody dealing with unbelief? The reason why, listen, I know there's been tragedies even represented in this room. I have them. There's people that I prayed over that were not healed. I don't look at it as anything but a defeat, a mark on my record. Well no, Tom, that's just, you know, that's not loving. That's the Bible, though. That's the Bible. That's what Jesus said. Jesus, in, you know, the, the story's told more than once, obviously. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Matthew... Jesus said the disciples came up to him, quote, privately. Lord, why couldn't we cast it out? Because of your unbelief. Why is that not preached? Well, why did this person die? Because there's unbelief. Sometimes you can't heal a person. You can't. Why? Because of their unbelief. I've told you before, there was a woman that came to this church, long gone now, will never survive this pulpit. She had cancer. The whole church took care of her, drove her to all her appointments, bought them food, bought them babysitters, did everything for them, explicitly told the church, "Her husband, do not tell her that she's supposed to be healed. Don't tell her she's supposed to be healed. So we loved them enough not to tell them. She, she ended up being okay anyway, but they left the church because they have no faith. They won't deal with it. And guess what they did? I know them. He was so crazy that during COVID, he sent out a Facebook post congratulating himself about how he was going through a drive through with gloves on and a mask. You're a Christian? And I'm sure you're singing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Right? Yeah, you are. That's all you are. Where's everybody rebuking unbelief? If he would have come to me, guess what I would have done? Rebuked his unbelief. See, these things are Christ-like. Casting out devils is Christ-like. Dealing with unbelief is Christ-like. Not monotone voices, loving tones. The world's acceptance of your neutrality. Look at me, look how neutral I am. It's great. Fantastic that you're accomplishing nothing. You're not neutral. You're conquered. Look how neutral I am. The world's demand of capitulation. That's what, the, that's what the church is bathing in. The church bathes in a condescending pat on the head for compliance. Good job, church. Good job. You look just like the world. You look just like the world. Here's your little pat on the head. If you're not doing these things, dealing with unbelief, casting out devils, living in the miraculous, that's what's demanded of you. That's demanded of you through the person who was given to you. How do Christians accomplish living in oblivion? It's an accomplishment. You really have to work at it to live in oblivion. I mean, you have to blow off the Holy Spirit every day of your life to live in oblivion. To live in a place where you close down your church for a flu bug, you have to be living in oblivion. To not sprint back to an altar of repentance upon the conversations of vaccine passports in the implementation of vaccine passports in first world countries like Israel, Denmark, and about to happen with QR codes in Canada. You have to be living in oblivion. You have to blatantly ignore the word of God and the voice of the spirit and the conviction of the spirit. So, how do you accomplish it? The rejection of the one who was given to you. John chapter 14, verse 26. Here's the helper's job, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name. Was it Jesus' job to teach you all things? No. Oh, there go. Oh, that lady's leaving again. See you, lady. It's not his job. Was it the Holy Spirit's job to die on the cross? Right, so how, how, why is this irreverent? Do you know why I teach you this? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You increase your faith by understanding the Trinity. You don't mistake Jesus for the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit for Jesus. If you do, that's why your prayers don't get answered. It's not because God's not already answered your prayers. He already has. But you're living in spiritual blindness. You can't see the open door. Because you don't understand. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, my people perish for lack of vision. Hosea 4 6, Proverbs 29 18. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So if you don't have a connection with the Holy Spirit, what are you learning? You're learning your emotions. Synapsis firing between your ears, that's it. Biochemistry. Your feelings are no different than gas. They have no more value than a burp it's biochemistry Some, you know, things are going great why am I depressed? because you've given in to your feelings you don't take captive every thought you're giving in to gas that's it that's all that it is I'm trying not to be any grosser than that I would be grosser than that they're no different than what's filled up my septic tank it's a, it's a bodily function The one who will teach you all things is the Holy Spirit, but he's rather inconvenient, is he not? He might tear down the portrait that you have of yourself. When he has come, he will convict the world. Convict convict means what's your sentence? And convict you. You are guilty of this, but it also means guilty of good things too. You're guilty of being a son or daughter of the living God, or you're guilty of sin. Or you're guilty of having power. Well, either way, the Holy Spirit will convict you of whatever is true. He teaches you all things. John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, this is only one verse where He's named the Spirit of truth. There's actually another one that's capitalized the Spirit of truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So if you're, not, if you're not connected with the Holy Spirit, what do you do? Ask. All you have to do is ask. How many saved people are in here? Shout amen. amen. All right. So if you're not speaking in tongues, if you're not led by the Spirit, well, I've, tried, I, listen, I've heard it all before. I get it. I tried to speak in tongues. I've come down. I've had people lay their hands on me. Well, first of all, stop speaking anti-faith rhetoric and say, I receive you, Holy Spirit, just like the people in the book of Acts. Say it right now. Holy Spirit, fill me. Say it. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me up, Lord. And for those of you that have been filled, maybe even speak, speak in tongues, but you have no faith, ask him to fill you again. Hmm, maybe the absence of the Holy Spirit has led to this. Most people only read part of this verse or these verses. They never, people don't look at verses in context. How many of you heard the verse before? The Abba Father verse. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. You've heard that, right? That's all people preach about it, right? Well, what's the preceding verse? Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to closing your churches for a flu bug. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are not slaves of fear. Listen, I don't like flying. I'm just being honest with you. I could act, act, give you a whole bunch of bravado, and I do. I act fine. Last time I flew with Pastor Rodney from here to Dallas and back. We flew back from Dallas, and it's on a private jet. And we were like, for some reason, the pilot decided he wanted to hop, skip, and jump over clouds. And we're in there, and the smaller, this is not. This is, I mean, this is a multi-million-dollar jet. I'm just saying, though, that the smaller the aircraft, the more you bounce around. You ever been on a helicopter? So it's fine, like a helicopter. So we're like bouncing around, and I'm like, you know what? I forced myself to issue social media posts. I'm just sending out tweets. I'm scared. <laughs> I didn't want Pastor Allen to know I was scared. I didn't want Pastor Ray to know I was scared, and Pastor Rodney's sitting right there. I didn't want him to know I was scared. I just forced myself because I'm not going to be a slave to it. I know I'm wrong. I'm speaking to myself. Stand in faith. Still standing in faith. I'm not going to be pushed around by fear because the Holy Spirit, you know what? The Holy Spirit will toy with you. Let's see what you'll do now. It was great as having Pastor Rodney up there just repeatedly sent one of his pastors to the pilot. Have him raise the plane. Tell him to get above the clouds. You're like, I would never do that. He doesn't care. Finally, the pilot goes, whoop, and then we never in again. I want to go up and kick him in the head. Thank you for that hour of joy you gave me. Appreciate it. I didn't even have to do any of this. Thank you so much. God probably made him do it, so I had to sit in there and, yeah, I mean, You're gonna grow today, Tom. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) See, I force myself to go on those trips. I force myself to go. I do. It's great how Rodney does. He just calls you the day before. Hey, you want to fly out to wherever? (laughs) Yeah. I make myself go because I love his preaching, and it was going to see Jonathan Shelsworth too. So I'm like, yeah, I want to go. But on the inside, I'm like, I'd rather drive. those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear so why would a church ever close why would anybody ever respond to fear when you've been given the opposite of the spirit of fear because the biosynapsis firing in your brain is fear which is a burp which is gas which is feces not the love feelings yeah they are that's good. No, I, I love good feelings. I do. I'm generally a pretty happy guy. But I know that I'm not going to be happy every minute of every day. And when I'm not happy, that doesn't mean that you respond to that. By living in unhappiness. It means, you know what? I'm not happy. I'm saved. I have a great family. I have a great wife. I have a great son. I have a great daughter. I have a great house. I have a great church. Why am I not happy? I'm bringing my thoughts into captivity, to the obedience of Christ, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's what you do. You've received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit, what's, what's, the, what's the preceding verses or the proceeding verses? The Spirit Himself bears witness with our Spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8:16. See how they all run together? If, you're, if you are not being led by the Spirit of God, you are not operating as a son or daughter of God. You see how it's all linked together? You're not operating as a compassionate, loving son or daughter of the living God. If you cave to a flu bug, right, yes, right, man. Ephesians chapter four, verses 29 and 30 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. You won't hear from me. I will not speak corruption. I mean, if I slip in this, it is rare. I have other faults and failings, but rarely do you hear corrupt words come out of my mouth. You won't hear it. I'm not going to speak against the word of God. I'm scared of God. I don't want his correction. I don't want him to send me another flight to Dallas. (laughs) So in that one, I overcame. I I don't want to have to keep passing the same, or try or fail the same test and keep getting the test over and over again. I think it was hope. My wife, she has a tendency to leave her purse Racetrack, Walmart, always making the call. Hey, is my purse there? And God, she has such a great connection with God that immediately, as soon as she sees that she doesn't have it, she prays. Lord, keep my purse safe and all my money in it. Boom, she gets it back every time. I'm like, you're amazing. That's amazing, right? That's how she, but there's no corrupt, like, oh no. My wallet's in there. My credit cards. Nothing. I'll get it back. Let no corrupt word yeah. proceed out of your mouth. Yeah. That's why I was up there on that plane. All right. Tweet <laughs> putting a fake smile on. That's sacrifice of praise. That's bumpy. <laughs> you're like S- you're being phony. It's not phony. I'm making my, I don't want to pass the test. I don't want, I want to pass the test. I don't want to get it again. Yes. If you freak out every time something happens, coming for you again, Tia teach you, you a lesson. I try greatly now to not throw conniptions, to not slip into being melancholy, having a sad day. You know, back in my police days, because you were alone in the car for 10, 12 hours, whatever it may, 8 to 12 hours. And I was just, you know, because I spent a lot of the first 10 years of pastoring this church, hating the church and hating Christians. And I did. I quit every Monday. I'm done. Never going back. And I just drive around in the police car alone all day, listen to sad songs. God doesn't let me do that anymore. I won't sow that seed. It's corruption. It's corruption. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the heavens. What's the next verse? See how they're connected. What you say. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit by what you say. It doesn't say you can grieve Jesus. It says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. They're different, but the same. Don't know. You'll see it when you get to heaven. You'll figure it out then. But what you say when you speak corruption. Well, we believe the Bible. Whatever is bound is bound. we that's nice, that's nice of you. No, well, thank you. But we use wisdom here. So put your gloves on. Wash up. Get vaccinated. We got our well health safety seal on the door. From Robert De Niro, (laughs) Mariah Carey, those experts of epidemiology. What you say grieves the Holy Spirit right out of the room. That's why, if you watch some of these church services, they're dead. Not some of them, all the COVID cavers, their church, they're empty, they're void of the Holy Spirit. There's no power in there. There's no conviction in there. There's no life in there because it's the Spirit who gives life. It's gone. If you're not being led by the Spirit, which is the Word of God, you're not operating as a son or daughter of the living God. You are, however, operating as a son or daughter of the world, even if you're saved, a son or daughter of carnality, even if you're saved which is the opposite of the Holy Spirit. This is written to Christians, Romans chapter 8, 5 through 8. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. It doesn't say those, the sinful nature just means carnal nature. It doesn't mean that you're sinning. It just means that you have your mind set on baseball, your mind set on work, your mind set on your kids. Are you saying that if I have my mind set on my children, I'm set on my mind is set on carnality? Well, do yourself a favor when you get home today. Pick pick your compliant child and pinch him. Pinch him. You see that flesh? If your mind is set on that, then your mind is set on that which is seen. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. You do not set your mind on people, including, quote-unquote, experts, or maybe especially not on, quote-unquote, experts. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit, capitalized, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. How many of us every day go, I have these feelings, but Holy Spirit, what do you desire? Well, I don't speak directly to the Holy Spirit. Why is that? Well, I pray to the Father. Father's not here. He sits on the throne. He's not here. I'm sorry if that bursts your bubble. You ever read the Old Testament and how God works? He's different than how most people think that he is. He's not here. Jesus isn't here, but the Holy Spirit is. Why do you not directly talk to the Holy Spirit? That's ex- almost exclusively how I pray. Holy Spirit, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. The one who was given for me, I am now going to the one who was given to me. See? Why do you not talk to him? Talk directly to him. Church, uh, what should I do? My wife is giving me trouble. What should I do? What church should I attend? How should I raise my kids? Wives, should I be... Holy Spirit... Let me ask you something: Should I submit to my husband? See, it's really quiet. That's my gifting. That's my gifting to the body of Christ: is bring a room to dead silence. Rodney Howard Brown brings a room to immense laughter. I bring a room to quiet, dead silence. You ever, ladies, you ever ask yourself that? Holy Spirit, should I submit to my husband? No. I'm going to defy my word. Husbands, you go and say, you know what? Am I supposed to love my wife like Christ loved the church and lay my life down for her? I don't even like her. (laughs) Some of you have been married for, it's been a long time since you've even liked each other. (laughs) I told you I can bring quiet to a room. You know it's true. If it's you, you know it's true. If it's not, then it's not, right? Most Christian marriages I've seen, they didn't even like each other. You know why? Because their mind is set on the carnal nature. The wife is nothing more than a glorified chauffeur. And the husband is nothing more than a work mule. Oh, man, if we can just save enough money for the next new minivan, and we can fill full of juice boxes and fruit roll-ups and drive endlessly from one practice to another and put church on the sacrificial offering of the world. I choose baseball. Great. I choose a boat. because your mind is set on things that are not the Holy Spirit. He would never let you go that way. But it all starts with a little decision. It always does. There's little decisions that come your way. And the Holy Spirit convicts us. Go this way. And it's once we start to stack one bad decision after another, we end up in a mess. Verse 6, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. About seven minutes to go, we're done. The mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. That's why everybody closed, because their mind was controlled by the sinful nature. That's why they can't see. They can't see the skunk that's in the room called vaccine passports. You're not even addressing it from the pulpit. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666, and nobody talks about it. The reason why you have five counties trying to leave the state of Oregon is because no one can buy or sell without proof of vaccination. And nobody preaches about it inside the church. Where's the Oregonian churches? Where are they at? Well, you know, if I do that, I might lose my job. Well, okay, so you're gonna go into Mark chapter 8, 34 through 38, What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You keep your job but lose your soul? No, you stand up. Three pastors have been arrested in the last month. Well, one of them was just released in the last month. Two in the last month in Canada for doing what? Not wearing a mask. Conducting church services. Arrested. Church is fully confiscated by the government and nobody talks about it because they're not being led by the Spirit of God. I'll finish with this. I'll give you, I'm gonna give you a list, rapid fire list. So what do you do? Everybody write this verse down. Take a picture of it. You guys put it up on the screen. Luke 11:13. 13. Take a picture of it. If ye then, being evil, Jesus speaking to the Pharisees and the scribes, if ye then, being evil, if you then, being evil, Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? If you don't ask, forget about it. In, in Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17, in Samaria, they hadn't asked, so they had no Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7, in Ephesus, they didn't ask. They were saved, baptized under John. They didn't ask, no Holy Spirit. So if you have not asked, you want to believe the Calvinists? Believe them. You're just not biblical. If you haven't asked for the Holy Spirit to fill you, you are not full. That's the Bible. I know you'll hear the Calvinist pastor say, when you get saved, everybody's full. What are you, part of the Democratic Party? Doesn't matter if you're non-constitutional. We're all Americans. No, the Constitution is America. Yeah. If you have not asked, you're not full. Well, Tom, I don't I don't appreciate this. You're making me feel like a lesser Christian. You are. You are a lesser Christian. You like it? How do you like it? Eat it. Big giant horse pill. Get some water and just shove that thing down. I'm usually telling you to shove stuff up. Take that and shove it down. <laughs> get it down there. Well, I don't. I do appreciate it. Why? Why are you? So, I mean, it's amazing to me that grown men. Oh, 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 I'm offended. Oh, what is the matter with you? What is the matter with you that you get offended? I mean, you can't go have a conversation with somebody one-on-one. You'd rather be offended? You don't like what I'm saying? Come up and talk to me. You better be armed now. (laughs) You better know your Bible. Because I will prove you wrong if you're standing on the Baptist church. The Catholic church, the Methodist church, the church of the Nazarene, all of which say, you know what, we want the Holy Spirit, but with our limits... We'll put the stipulations on them. Finish Finishing with this. No spirit, no knowledge. John 14, 26. No spirit, no truth. John 16, 13. No spirit, no power. Right. Acts 1, 8, Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who lives in you. No spirit, no life. John 6, 63. No spirit, no conviction. Worship team, you guys can make your way. I'm finishing right here. No spirit, no gifts or callings. How many people in here, I'm finishing with this, so stay with me. How many people in here know what you're gifted and called to do? Now, if you raised your hand or if you said, that's me, I know it. Then I want to ask you where is it? If you don't know, if you don't know, then why don't you know? So let me ask you those two questions in closing today. If you know what you're gifted and called to do. Remember, that's if gifting and calling is dwelling in the one who is given to you. Not the one who's given for you. The one who's given to you. That's where gifting and calling's lie. And why most Christians attend that which they are. They attend this church instead of being the church. Because it's all through the Holy Spirit. And if you've never asked Him, if you've never Luke eleven 13 did it and said, Holy Spirit, I'm asking. Will you do it today or will your religion get in the way? If you haven't done it already in the room, will you do it? Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Will you do it? So no spirit, no gifts, no callings. And I'm going to pick on you. If you said, you know what, I know my gifts and my callings, then why aren't they manifest? And if you don't know them, why don't you know? Which one's worse? I don't know. I knew that I was called to pastor a church, so what did I do? You know that it's humiliating to pastor a church? Are you aware of that? To start a church, you ever conducted a church service where basically nobody showed up? I have. I've conducted a Bible study and nobody came either. I had a man that urged me. We really need a young married couple's Bible study in this church. We really need one. His name was Brent. He's divorced now and a drug addict. But anyway, so I said, okay, you know, I'm going to do it. That was back in the day where I cared what people thought. So I started one, and he didn't even come. He urged me for months to do it. He didn't even come. So when you started a church, I just did, I did. It. I knew I was called, so I started it. We were in the cafeteria at Inglewood Elementary School. The, it's actually like the cafejimatorium. <laughs> with 19 people. Actually, we started the first Sunday with 21, and of course, once I preached, the next Sunday there was less. <laughs> You start every Sunday we went in there. There was no we had to put up all of our sound stuff. We had to I had to take a ten thousand dollar loan, buy all of our stuff that we had. So I'm asking you: if a police officer, a sergeant at the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, can launch out and start a church, and you know what you're gifted and called to do, why haven't you done it? I'm a prophet. Where's the prophecy? I am an administrator. Where's the administration? I'm an encourager. Where's the encouragement? Where's your ministry of encouragement? See, I'll hold you accountable. I'll finish with these verses. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Not Jesus, the Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretations of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. So you should pray today. You want your life full of excitement, power, romance. You've got to connect with the one who was given to you. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on give.